This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class on Ishmael Yochim of the Anavidayetzian Benema, Rufoshalema, Havshal Minyan, Ravdena Mansara, and Simcha Nasan Ben Sissel, and Chaya Batadel, and Mayor Chuvia Ben Chaya. Also, suggestion of Shemaim, Ben Sheva, 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 December 20th, which is Tuesday night. Whoever is going to be in New York, whoever is single, strongly recommend the event. It's going to be a phenomenal class. Um, getting a lot of clarity, Vizrat Hashem, and hopefully the event should be amazing. We're having a DJ, we're having, a, it's, it's going to be a really, really beautiful event in a beautiful venue. It's a little far away, but it is a beautiful venue. Uh, I saw the pictures and everything. Also, please share and rate the podcast. Tonight begins the first night of Hanukkah. It's game time, game time. I'm sure everybody last week had a very challenging week um, just to get us in miracle mode. You know, it's very hard to pray from your heart when you go through, a, when things are comfortable. But when things, when you get squeezed in life, our Creator wants us to squeeze back. So tonight, just we're going to talk about some practicality. We're going to talk about a few lessons from Hanukkah, from Rabbi Kramer's book, a little bit of uh, the Aleph Beit, etc. So what are we drawing really, really tonight? We have the opportunity, the first 30 minutes after candle, after what, the minute you light candles, first 30 minutes, we, there's a specific light called the light of Or Ein Sof. Rabbi Nachman tells us that this is a very similar light that we can actually tap into in his Bodhidut. And he says, a person who wishes to experience a taste of the hidden light. That is, what is the hidden light? That's the secrets that are revealed to him. Must elevate fear to its source. And this elevation is through judgment. So the first Rabbi Nachman is telling us to the extent that we want to get Ruach HaKodesh, and to the, able, to the ability to see the light of Orain Sof. And this light was the same light that Adam and Chava had at the beginning of creation before it was taken away from them. They were able to see from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth. So the 30, first 30 minutes of Hanukkah times eight, we can tap into that energy. So I would recommend you to put the selfies away you don't need a selfie with a donut. You don't need a selfie with your menorah. Everybody knows you have a menorah and a donut. Now it's time to focus. This is a time, the first 30 minutes, stare at the candles, put some music on, put on Nisim uh, Black song. I'm here to celebrate a victory. Get yourself in a expansive mindset. Get yourself in an abundant ma- mindset. This is a key to open up your heart. Remember, we, in the Hanukkah itself, the main rectification that we want to do is draw down the light of Bina. What is the light of Bina? The light of Bina was, is a light. Bina exists, is above nature. So anything above nature, we're connecting to the light above nature, we can actually draw a connection to above nature into our lives. So this is where it's a light of miracles. But we cannot measure our Creator. Because when we measure our Creator, we constrict our Creator. This is the problem today that we have. We have too many measurements. We're, we're, everything's a score. You know? It's a score. We keep score with our relationships. We keep score with our creator. I did this. What am I getting? It, it became a scoreboard. The whole game, the whole life, the whole, practically, I see this. 
And why are we not in the game anymore? Is because we don't like the score. We don't like the score. That's the problem. The keeping score. You're keeping score with your creator and you're keeping score with your spouse. So, or, or your relationships. And when the score doesn't go your way, what do little kids do? Start over or, it's not, or, or we leave the game. Or you cheated. We have not grown up like little kids. But Hanukkah, we have an opportunity to expand. Expand consciousness. Expansion. Create a no limit. We should not put limits on our creator. To the extent that we constrict our creator, we measure him, that's all we get in life. And unfortunately, this is what happens. Right? There's nobody creating, singing miracles to Hashem when he has a, a fear of success, of sabotage. Nobody's singing miracle victories when you have sabotage. So this is where it's extremely important. This is the light of this, this, these days, these 30 minutes. And his bodhidut, the whole energy of the week itself represents. But specifically, the, according to the Arizal, we have the ability, the first 30 minutes, put, put some music on, get yourself in an abundance. I, I get, I mean, there's parties, there's events. Go to two parties, you don't have to go to eight parties a night. That's not a time to party all the time. It's, we're too distracted. We're way too distracted. Pick a party, pick a night, pick a night, or go after the, go after the 30 days, go after the 30 minutes, go to the party afterwards. But don't, don't waste these precious times for you to really get clarity. Because at the end of the day, what is the, what is the greatest thing in life is clarity. When I know why I'm going through this, or I know exactly what I need to fix, that's it. That's, that, is, that is the greatest thing that I can have, is the ability to have clarity. When I don't have clarity is where everything, be, where all the problems begin. And what would, you know, today what do people, the people are flying to Mexico, for ayahuasca, to, uh, ayahuasca to, to get clarity. <laughs> the whole world is paying a big price for clarity. You're paying a big price for clarity in a very disfocused world. And this is where I'm bringing your attention. You need to focus. And the first 30 minutes, figure it out, plan it, prime time, you don't need a crowd. Get yourself in a zone, buy yourself a little menorah, get yourself a little spot, and completely disappear. Disappear for 30 minutes. Remove yourself, disappear. Whatever you gotta do. Do it, I strongly recommend it, because once we have clarity, then at least we have direction. And that's what we're, we're screaming out today. Clarity, clarity, and that's exactly what we get. We can, this is the light of his bodhidut, so you're getting a double. So already his bodhidut itself is a taste of the hidden light. And now you're getting it on, on a very auspicious time. So you're, getting, you're pretty much getting a double, double Black Friday special today, in the first 30 minutes. Very, very, and this is why, and the, the way to get this clarity, there's only one thing that will not allow you to get clarity. And that's when you don't elevate fear to its source. So to the extent that we have these, these fears, these petty fears, these real fears, whatever's happening in fears, fears, fear of inflation, fear of this, fear of that, fear of that going through, all these fears, fear doesn't allow you to connect. That is the problem with fear. Fear does not allow you. And believe me, fear is not in the, in the heart. It's in the mind. It's not reality. Because 90% of things that people fear never even happen. So it's not in the heart. It's a, it's a thing that we constantly feed once we don't know how to mitigate these, these damages. That's very important. So when we're drawing Bina, the light of Bina, the Arizal says, we're drawing Bina into the heart. And this is where sometimes a person has to just go into gratitude. 
So if you look at it practically, if you look at two things that go south in our relationships, is what? Pretty much resentment, right? And comfort. If I would tell you the majority of relationships that I see, it's the same thing. <coughs> comfort and resentment. Resentment, we already just spoke about, comes from what? Keeping score. We go into a relationship, we keep score. I'm doing this, you're not doing that. I'm doing this. That's the, that's the first thing you hear. I'm doing this, they don't do this. I'm doing this, I don't do, do that. And obviously, you know, nobody wants to be told that you're not doing anything, so there has to be an appropriate time to do this. I get it. Everybody has to grow. There has to be some kind of communication, but doing it like I'm better than you, you're not picking up your slack, it's not so good. It's not going to convince a person. So it's the same thing in heaven. You are keeping score in heaven. I'm not here yet. I should have been there yet. I should have been here. So we, we have all of this, and this is the opposite of gratitude, by the way. This is the opposite of gratitude. This is how you start building resentment. This is how people still check out in the Creator. It's very, very important that one of the things that do not allow your prayers to get answered is when you have an expectation from them. When you have an expectation from whatever you do, that takes away the ability for you to get answered or to connect. Because at the end of the day, you're just focusing on getting. You're not focusing on connecting. So connecting, you don't, you don't, we, don't, we don't put a stopwatch in heaven. There's no stopwatch in heaven. There's no time clocks. Because at the end of the day, when we're living in a higher consciousness, time and space don't even exist. Time and space only exist in an absence of, of, of time, of consciousness. Because we if we were consciousness, if we were present, there is no stopwatch. The moment's constantly being recreated. But when we measure our creator, we constrict our creator, we create now, unfortunately, time begins to rule us, and that's where we start developing resentment. So that's the first thing. And the opposite of resentment is, is appreciation. Right? The more you appreciate, you're not focusing on the score. So that's a, a common thing is why we have to go into, into, into thanking and praising. Thanking is in a lower level, praising is in a much higher level. Thanking revolves hood, praising is a much, much higher level. Because you recognize, wow, it was actually happening for my benefit. Thanking at least stops the, takes the batteries out of the ego, but you still don't see it's for the best. We have to thank him, believe it's, it's for the best, but pra praising is on a much higher level. Praising is, if I didn't go through that challenge, I would never be where I am. It's, it's at a much higher level. And the opposite also is comfort. Comfort. Think about what happens in your relationship when you start getting comfort. What happens in your relationship with your creator when we got comfort? What happens? It starts going bad. Whatever you become casual with, it becomes a casualty too. So this holiday is all about rekindling that energy, rekindling our relationships, rekindling our prayers, rekindling everything that needs to be rekindled. The whole holiday is, you took it for granted, you had everything, you took it for granted, and what happens? Because you took it for granted, it got taken away from you. And that's what happens. And look, what, look at exactly what he's saying here. Rabbi Kramer in this beautiful, beautiful, in this Hanukkah. It's exactly what it is. And it's very connected to also anti-Semitism today. It's also very connected. You'll see that the, the behavior on the outside world mirrors our behavior of, of the inside world. And this is where we know, where do we know this from? We know this very simple. When we have, when we have unity below, upstairs, our creator judges us as a father. But when we have, we have this unity below, our creator judges us as a king, as a ruler. 
It's a big difference between having a father and having a ruler. It's a difference, the big difference, Lahavdil, between being in state court and federal court. Completely different odds, my friend. So we want to be in state court. We don't want to be in federal court. God forbid. We don't want to be in any court between you and me. But at the end of the day, you have the jurisdiction on how you treat others. It mirrors the way people treat you. And this is seen, it's so obvious, this is why you'll see a big difference in the Hasidic circles where, where, where we follow the Baal Shem Tov. It's all about the Haftalaraka. If somebody's, if you have something, you really, it's, it's something you're holding. So it's not discussed, Lashon Hara. There's no campaigns in the Hasidic circles to so stop l- listening to Lashon Hara. But in other circles, the Chofetz Chaim, in the Hasidic circle, it's not even, what are you talking about? We're not even thinking about that. I'm not thinking bad about somebody. Why would I even think about talking about him? We're trained already not to even think bad about them. We're even trying to think to love them. That means if you go on the offensive strategy and love them, then you don't even have to think about talking bad about them. It's a much higher. So you'll see in the Hasidic circles, it's not really mentioned. Lashon Hara. It's only in the Chafetz Chaim, he, did, he mentioned it more in the other circles, in more of the Ashkenazi circles. Again, Misnagdim and Hasidim. We're not here to compare, but we want to get to the root of the cause at a higher level. And it's funny here with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I read one of, his, one of his books yesterday, and somebody asked him, there was, there's a Hasidic custom, and that's funny, I'll tell you a cute story. There's a Hasidic custom that when, you, when you're under the chuppah, you're supposed to step on, I believe, step on your wife's leg to show you, got, you have the voice over the relationship. By the way, the Biala Rebbe told me to do that, but I missed. And then my wife stepped on me. <laughs> so you could see where that went. I didn't understand the custom, but I, I completely missed. I didn't know, you know, Moroccans will kick you. <laughs> you step on them, they'll kick you back. So the Babacha Rebbe says, you shouldn't really do this. Because if you, if you, the whole point of your relationship, you're supposed to show them so much love, then why do you need to impose your voice on them? So it's a much higher level than I need you to adhere to what I say versus I love you so much that I don't even have to, you, you shouldn't even feel that I need to impose my, my things upon you, which is very, very, very interesting. So the real enemy, the real enemy is comfort. By the virtue of the Jewish people, we are the chosen people. So when you are a chosen person, you are supposed to be the light amongst the nations. You are supposed to be where everybody looks up to, you, to us. We are supposed to be the light. But if we fail to, to become the chosen and act like we're chosen and, and not reveal the divine inside of us, then what happens is we become very, very lax. To the extent that we don't do our mission, what happens? All of a sudden, we slacken. And when we slacken, that's the beginning of all problems. And this is what he's saying here, that it's exactly what happened when the Jews, the allure, when they stopped, when they became lax in their service, the allure of Greek life was too much to bear. Many of the Jews fell by the wayside. When the Jews became lax in their faith, what happens? They said, why do I need a mezuzah in the door? Okay, big deal. If I have a mezuzah, I don't have a mezuzah. What's the big deal? So what happens? Because they became, became lax in the mezuzah, you know what happens? The Greeks forbade them to lock the front doors. 
since they relied solely on their locks to protect them, rather than on God, they were left without any protection, and anybody can enter your house. No problem. You, want to, you don't want to put them to Zeus on the door? It's okay. Now you lost the protection. Measure for measure. Second, they, didn't, they became lazy. They didn't want to go to the pilgrimage. They didn't want to go to the, bring the offerings to the priestly gift. So what did they have to do? Because they didn't want to do that, they would, now they had to sell all their cattle because there was a decree that if you had cattle, you would have to, you would have to stamp a, a denial of God. So you don't want to go to the... You don't want to, you don't want to go? Don't worry. Now I'm going to make you all... You're going to have to sell all your produce. They were very lax in the in Shemirata Brit. They were very lax in modesty. They were lax in, in, um, in, in relations. Oh, I don't know if I want to go to the mikvah. I don't want to go. Okay, no problem. Now you're not going to be able to go to the mikvah. And before you have relations with your, with your husband, before you get married, now you're going to sleep with the governor. So to the extent that we have, we get comfortable in something, you become a casualty to it. That is literally the way of nature. You want to you, you wanna stop working on your, on your faith? Don't worry, your problems will be bigger. They'll force you. That's the way it works in heaven. We mirror. Whatever we do, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's to... That's why Reb Natan, in one of his prayers says, he's constantly, please save me from becoming lax in my problem, in my prayers. Because the minute you have no coping system to deal with your prayers, what's going to happen? You're going to be in, in a... <laughs> you're not going to be able to deal with it consciously. And this is where he says, there's a dynamic interaction between Jewish conduct and gentle behavior. Deep down in their souls, perhaps unconsciously, the Gentiles knew where they stand. They knew that the Jews are meant to be mentors. And when they demand, they don't live up to their role, what's going to happen? Then they're going to lose their special status. Rather, they are just mirrors of God that holds up to us, to show us that we, what we have failed. So basically, you stop hating, you stop lo- loving your f- fellow brother and sister, welcome to anti-Semitism. That's the anti-Semitism you see today. If you're dealing with just anti-Semitism on the outside without fixing the, the love between each other and between communities and between this one and that one, you failed the whole mission. It just mirrors exactly the fact. Why are we not doing this? I have no idea. I have no idea. I, obviously, I'm not a rabbi. I'm a spiritual consultant. But I can tell you this one, we're not, we're not addressing. This should be a big, the campaign should not really be against anti-Semitism. You will never fix it because that just is mirrors. What are you going to do? You're going to start having uh, uh, all kinds of parades around, uh, uh, you know, why are we not allowed to go into our homes? Why did you take the mezuzah off in the first place? That's what you should be focused on. That's how everything's going to get fixed. The other stuff, okay, yes, we're bringing attention to the world. We're educating people. Yes, I get it. But if you want to get real solutions... If you want to get real solutions, you get solutions only by getting to the source. And we could take this simple analogy. If we have a situation with our spouses, etc., and you're holding, you're holding anger inside of you, the solution is not to go to therapy and says, what am I going to do with my wife? When is my wife going to change? Or when is my husband going to change? It's why do you have anger towards somebody else? Why are you holding anger towards them? If you don't remove the anger towards in your heart, there's no way that relationship is going to be repaired. So remember, that's another thing. If the cause of the problem is resentment and being comfortable, you need, we need this holiday today to ask yourself, 
what are we going to rededicate? What's going to be rededicated? Let's, it's, whether it's you stop praying, rededicate prayer. You stop doing the 40-day challenge, my brothers in LA, go back. This is not going to get fixed by the weather or by climate change or by your governor. It has to be fixed. Start again. You get casual with your recovery, you end up in treatment again. There's no, there's no end. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with the, with, the, with, with the treatment. It's got to do with you became casual growing. And what happens if you're not growing? You're automatically sliding down. That's the story of our lives. So we have to ask ourselves, well, what do we want to commit to? The more we commit to growth inspirationally, we don't have to deal with that. But that is, that, this is a recipe, by the way, for pretty much everything in life. This is why we stress so much. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, that's very good. So you, this way you don't become a casualty to this. So we, we have to have a completely different, completely different definition of pain. It's actually benefiting us in the long run. And I've heard this, I heard this from Rabbi, Rabbi Silverman, my rabbi in, in the Harbor Islands community. Thank God he's a Baruch Hashem, he's a wonderful rabbi. And he says, he's telling us stories about Rameir Fertifaz, that, that he says that his days in Siberia, his prayers in Siberia, when he was completely in a complete, out of comfort zone, were much greater than he had when he had them anywhere else. But when you get tough, when, you know, the, the, it's something about pain that toughens you up and it gets you in the right direction. This is where we have to today, you have to ask yourself, what are you going to dedicate? You stop working on your pitachon, what do you think you're inviting in? Anxiety. You stop working on his body dude, what do you think you're going to invite? You're going to invite all kinds of situations. So it's not a, you have to really, really change. What do you really want? Something's going to happen, like we said many times. Energy doesn't go away. It just gets transferred from negative to positive. You stop working on a zamra, you stop working on your self-esteem. Next thing you know, you're going to have to be working on now, why am I not getting validation? But the more you work on your self-esteem, the less you're going to need validation. The more you work on your, 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 your strength, the less you're going to work on other things. And this is something that we really, really need to get a grip on. This is not easy. But at least you have to understand, we are not here to be comfortable. And this is exactly what the Torah is telling us. You know, what, what the 98 curses that the Jews got were, you had everything and you didn't serve me with happiness. How in the world can you say you had everything, but you didn't serve me with happiness? And that's when the curses came. Does that make any sense? Because being successful, being rich, does not necessarily mean that you're going to become a better person. <laughs> it could become, you could become a lazy person and let things go. And all of a sudden think, well, I have money. Where do I need to serve God? Where do I need this? Where do I need that? And I strongly recommend you. You're going to have to pay a price in life. Everything has a price. Everything has a price tag in life. So when you wake up and you break your sleep, believe me, you're saving other problems. When you're waking up and working on yourself, this is what Rabbi Nachman says, the purpose of teshuva, when you're doing teshuva, punishment is canceled. They don't need to punish a person because he's already working on himself. If I'm working on my humility, I don't need to get humbled by somebody else. If I'm working on, it's, it, it literally it works exactly the opposite direction. But how many times of us are, are focusing on too much on, on the problem? We're not focusing on the root of why we did become lax in the first place. Why did we become lax in the first place? Why did you become lax in your marriage? Why did you become lax with your, with your, with your body? Your body is a 
is 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 given to you as a as a, to, to, it, it's not it's rented to you. <laughs> After your soul goes back, it's, your body's rented to you. You can't neglect it either because without taking care of your body, your soul can never flourish where it needs to go. So what are you doing with your body? What are you putting in your body? You become casual with your, with your, with your diet, with your nutrition. You're going to be, next thing you know, in diabetes clinics. This is the message also. To, to recognize it's not just about comfort. It's, so this Hanukkah, you're getting the light of rededication. You're getting the light of rededication. This is the light of starting over. This is what Chinook, starting over. Coming to your creator like a child. Not coming to your creator with a, with a, with a scoreboard. You know, looking at your marriage and just saying, what can I do to give? What can I do to improve this relationship? Instead of, what am I getting out of this relationship? This is the, this is the most important thing. What time are we waking up to go to pray? What time? Are, all of this has to be rekindled. And when you do this, you're actually, actually increasing your faith. And as you increase your faith, the more you'll enjoy it. The more you will enjoy it. People will tell you who exercise, they'll tell you they really, really enjoy it. They see the benefits of it, etc. People will start doing his bodhidut before they couldn't handle it. Now, they, not only do they enjoy it, but they become addicted to it. It's the same thing as everything else. It, you'll actually enjoy it, and now you'll change the pattern. Otherwise, we become no better than a galgal. So when you're asking, when you're looking at the candles tonight, number one, take the measurements off your creator. There is no measurement. If you want a good mantra, you could it, the mantra is God is only ain't self. Ain't self means there's no limits. There's no limit. You cannot put limits on greatness because greatness does not have limits. Limits are anytime you have a limit on something, it's only because of your fear. Limits are created in fear. That's it. No people have people with no fear have absolutely no limits. No limits. So don't constrict your creator. Because if you measure him, you constrict him. And you only get what you get. Second, ask for rekindling. Ask to reignite. Ask to reignite. Whatever you have to do, it has to start and it has to be reignited. Because it's very, we, we start getting into this mode. And the third one, the third kavana I would recommend you to do is definitely a lot, a lot of gratitude. A lot of gratitude, being, a, being very grateful, because gratitude equals awareness. Gratitude equals awareness. Remember, many times, I've said this many times, don't focus on the details. Focus on, it's like we tell people many times, don't focus on what, you, what, what, what you're getting, focus on who you became. Who, who did you become in that challenge? Not what did you get out of the challenge. Who did you become? What did you become in that situation? Not what are you getting? So again, let's focus on the first 30 minutes. Put some music on. Get yourself in an expansive state. Beg your creator. Beg, beg, your, beg your creator also to be able to connect to him spiritually. Beg him that you should be able, for example, if I want a miracle, a miracle is very connected to faith. And faith is very connected to prayer. You understand? Prayer, faith, miracles is one. So you can't have miracles without faith and prayer. Some of the, some of, a couple other things we can we can we'll mention in, about salvations and miracles. And this is from a book, Aleph Base. 
He says, miracles are performed only for a person who's willing to sacrifice himself to sanctify God's name. So if we're able to sanctify, remember, the sacrifice creates the miracle. Number two, a person who rejoices in his suffering brings salvation, brings a miracle upon him. Number three, his bodidut, private conversations with God, brings salvations. Number four, miracles are performed for a person who has undergone a test. After a test, there's a present, which is called a miracle. Before a person, God performs a miracle on a person, the person falls on hard times, the extent of which is determined by the magnitude of the miracle. So trusting in God enables you to understand the salvation is from Him. Self-sacrifice is also a person merits a miracle. So may Hashem help us all. We should all merit miracles. We should all get that momentum. Plan today. Connect to the energy of Hod. Get yourself in a, in, a, in a no limit mindset today. Get yourself in an abundant, a no limit and abundant mindset today. That is what this holiday is about. And this is the holiday where you can open up your heart and open up the gates. And Mishrat Hashem will have nothing but good news and Yeshua for all of us. Have a great day.